Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where a bomb threat, an evacuation, signal trouble on the subways, and nasty parents and carpool can't get us down. That is correct. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. It's a beautiful Thursday here in New York. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Seal Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. A shout-out to Allison, a mazal tov on her all-star event that was earlier this week. Um, I was not able to attend, but I saw pictures of it online, and Mayor Fertig certainly covered it. I think that's a good way of putting it, and it looked absolutely fabulous, and anyone who was there raved about it. So a congratulations to Allison, Kolokovod, and all of your great work with Project Makom. Uh, we got so much going on here, but I do want to say good morning to Yoni, as always. Good morning, Yoni. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? Uh, fine. Yoni, are you aware that I won the lottery yesterday? Yes. Yes, yes, you are. Yes, you are. So you weren't know what I was talking about. See, I have in my hand, what are you looking for? I don't have a fortune cookie. No, of course not. Um, It's just that kind of day, Yoni. If I, if there, if, you know, if there's going to be a bomb threat and somehow or another it's going to affect my life, then no, there's going to be no fortune cookie. And I didn't have a headset until 25 seconds ago. Anyway. We're doing great. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm rolling with it. You won the lottery. I won the lottery. I won four bucks yesterday in a scratch off game. I think you should just say I won the lottery. I know I did. I, I did. Do you not? Did you not hear me start with that? I know, but you don't I know, have to but say. How much I know. It it's like when somebody says to me, "I really like your dress," and I say, "I got it on sale for thirty-five bucks." Right. Right. The end part not necessary. The Is that beginning a part. Or a little. It seems to be a little. Okay. <laughs> it seems to make me look cheap, as right. I've been told, which I really appreciate when people. I don't add know that what in. those things go for. You know. Right. Thirty-five bucks. If you're buying a let's say a nice dress for 35 bucks steel chances are it's flammable (laughs) anyway okay so four dollars is what i won yesterday and thank you thank you but i'm going to uh i'm gonna i'm gonna double down i don't know the terminology so um you know i'm not cash it back in and you want more yeah yeah that's what i'm gonna do so we're gonna play again today okay so at the beginning of the live lunch, go down. Please do me a favor. Stop a few live. Yeah, because tickets. right now I think the most important thing for me, since I finally got to the studio, is just to stay in the studio. Okay, fine. Not leave until we have this meeting later on. Right. And then we'll change the juju up a bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. So we're gonna we're gonna. Well, that should help. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my water bottle should help. So I am going to give this to you. Okay. Do I have to sign it? No, because it's no, not it's like a big bucks. thing. Yes. You Don't. said it, not me. Okay, but but it's four bucks more than you won. Ooh, touche. Thank you. Whose fault is that, though? That's that's <laughs> your juju. Yeah. The same juju that makes sure I don't have a fortune cookie. Right. That's the juju. Um, yeah, so I'm giving this to you, and do me a favor and take care of it. Will because do. Thank you very much. Um, that would be very helpful. And let's see what happens during the live lunch. There was one time, and you weren't here then, but there was one time that we did this shtick during a live lunch. And Nahum wasn't here, so I was covering the live lunch with the other person who was here at the time. And I literally did this six times. Every single time I got one, we 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 won two bucks, and I just kept doing it over and over again. It was like the weirdest, weirdest thing. It wasn't me. No, I know who it was. I'm just not going there. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. That was an awkward moment. Now let's do the national holidays. Um, thank you for that fortune cookie. I appreciate no that. Problem. Let's t- it's uh, let's talk. Let's do the national holidays. Uh, first of all, it is International Ninja Day. Yeah. And for some reason or another, I mean, th- I don't mention every national holiday. Yeah. Okay? I don't. But I'm mentioning- For better. Yes. yes. Agreed. Sometimes a little, ev- as as Mayor Fertig would say, wow, two shout outs to Mayor Fertig at the beginning of the show. Everyone needs an editor. Yeah. Yes. So I am editing this, um, I, I'm editing my own script, so to speak, my own content and saying, I don't have to mention everybody. Right. But I am mentioning International Ninja Day because I think that's cool. Ninja Turtles. 
I, I didn't. It didn't say turtles. Do your kids know the Ninja Turtles. My kids are aware of the Ninja Turtles, but they're not holding in the Ninja Turtles to use the terminology. So uh, it's International Ninja Day. I just want to make it clear that I will not be participating in Ninja Day um, because I have no ninja-like skills. Mm, missing out. But I, but right, yes, because you know you and the nunchucks are like this, yeah. right? So um, I, I do want to applaud people though who have real ninja-like skills. I mean, those are mad skills. Mad skills. Mad skills. I feel like subway performers. I feel you know. Subway some of, performers. Some of, some of them have, have like ninja-like real, skills. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Just saying. All right. Yeah. I I I don't seem to go on the same subways that you do, <laughs> then. Because your subway brought you here on time, yeah, and so, mine did not. Yeah. That's another reason. Um, it's also the it's also National Sacker Tort Day. Do you know what a sacker tort is? <laughs> no. I know. I'm shocked. It's basically a chocolate, a dense, dense chocolate fudge cake with raspberry liqueur in it. Mm. It's a it's Sounds good. for people who love it. They love it. For people like me who don't believe that anything like fruit esque liqueur or whatever belongs in baked goods it's not my thing but i recognize that it's a big deal on the topic of me not knowing things i just learned yesterday that it's acid reflux and not acid reflex okay i i gotta be honest i would not have admitted that on the air but i give you a <laughs> well, trem- I, no 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 stop there oh okay, uh, yeah i give you a tremendous amount of credit for for being up front saying, it, um yeah. for it's like it's like if you would say to me i just found out that it's not for all intents and purposes right. but it's intensive no, purposes that, that i learned a few weeks ago so we're good. Okay. Um, it's also National AFL-CIO Day. National Bath... You don't know what the AFL-CIO is, do you? No. <laughs> no. Oh, God, for love. Okay. <laughs> you just said a bunch of... Like, letters. You know, yes, letters the AFL-CIO. It, yeah. I thought it was like a football thing. AFL. Stop. 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 I, I would cut your own mic if I were you. It's Bathtub Party Day. Cool. No idea, but it sounds great. Um, it's the International Volunteer Day for Economic and Social Development. It's World Soil Day. And it's the Colombian International Day of the Reef. All right. Let's celebrate. I have no idea. The last one I do want to mention, though, is that it's National Package Protection Day. And on behalf of all of those of us who have received an insane number of Amazon packages to their front steps since um, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and everything else, and for people who keep having packages stolen off their front steps... I love those videos that come from... Because uh, you haven't had anything stolen off your front steps. I don't have front steps. There's that. <laughs> I had a hamper delivered to me yesterday. It was the most enormous box. And someone's like, and no, and I'm like, uh, I wish somebody would have taken this. Fun. Now that I see what the hamper looks like. <laughs> um, all right, let's do the let's do the fortune cooking. Let's get to our guest. I'm feeling good about this one. This is going to change the day. This fortune. The happiest person is the one without history. Well. That makes me the most unhappy person today. <laughs> if we're just looking at my history. No, I'm just kidding. The happiest person is the one without history. We're not playing those numbers. Or amnesia. Okay. Right. Yeah. There you go. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and I'm joined this morning by a returning guest who has become a, a well-beloved friend and um, contributor, I would say, here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We first met Stephanie Small last year after the um, Tree of Life massacre in Pittsburgh. She's a resident of Pittsburgh, and she's also the direct, director of clinical and senior services at the Jewish Federation for Child for Jewish Family and Child Services there in Pittsburgh. She joins us this morning with an absolutely fantastic take on her experience with a movie that I have recently seen that I have to encourage everyone else to see, especially if you're a person who grew up with Mr. Rogers. The movie It's a Beautiful Day is presently in theaters. Um, It is rated PG, and if you 
at all loved the land of make-believe and King Friday and Daniel the Tiger, or even if you didn't, but you're interested enough in Mr. Rogers and hearing what that all is about and actually almost experiencing it, you need to see this movie. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning. How are you? I am well. And um, I didn't mention that we obviously regrouped with you before Thanksgiving when we were in uh, we were in Pittsburgh to do a one-year-later show, and we thanked you so much for joining us that morning at the JCC. You're welcome. I was glad to do it. Yeah, no, you were you were great, and you continued to be great. So let's talk about this for a second, because you hinted to me in an email yesterday when I asked you if you were available that not only did you get to see the movie It's a Beautiful Day, and obviously you got to see it in Pittsburgh, which makes it ever more poignant, because the, the neighborhood of Mr. Rogers is actually Pittsburgh in Squirrel Hill. Mm-hmm. And so not only did you get to see it there, but you got to participate in a particularly special viewing of the movie. Tell us about that. So there is a group of organizations and people who get together on a weekly basis to plan for services and and what's needed for the community after the 1027 shooting. And somebody had the idea that why don't we contact Sony and see, will they maybe do a private showing for the first responders, for the families, for the survivors, and, and these members of the group. And somebody contacted Sony, and Sony's like, that's a great idea. So they actually hosted it at the Neighborhood Theater in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, hmm. which is Squirrel Hill, and with all of these people. And Joanne Rogers, Mrs. Rogers, was there, and my colleague Ellen Leiger interviewed her. And beforehand, I was, I was asked by my marketing person, you know, go get a picture of them. So I went over before, and I introduced myself. And before I knew it, Joanne Rogers, enveloped me in a giant hug, which my husband was upset because I didn't tell him I was going over and he didn't get a picture, so oh. therefore it didn't happen. <laughs> if it wasn't on social media, Stephanie, it didn't happen. I know! <laughs> she was very with me. But it was a wonderful thing because she is, for those people who have seen the movie, what you see in the movie, the character, that's really her. Amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's an actress, obviously, but she, she just exudes love and feistiness and, and wonder and the the picture itself, for people who don't realize, it is not a biopic of Mr. Rogers. Right. So people who are going to go and think that, oh, it's going to be all about Mr. Rogers, it's about relationships. Mm. And people have to know that going in because you, you have a couple people who might be disappointed if they think, oh, it's all about Mr. Rogers when it's not. So if you know that going in, you can very much appreciate the movie. Well, isn't that basically the essence of what the entire show was about to begin with how we interact with each other and the relationships we have either with people in our sphere and in our family, but also with people we just interact with either on a daily basis or by accident. Right. It's all about relationships. It's about connections. It's about he, he, Mr. Rogers would take pictures of people he knew, the people he just met to make that connection and make them realize you know, I'm not the celebrity. We're all celebrities. Mm. We all work together. And he made every single person feel like the individual he was talking to. And I also found from the movie that, um, well, I shouldn't say found from the movie. I also experienced in the movie the same pace and cadence that Mr. Rogers, that the that the show itself, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, um you know, would use, so to speak, and that he clearly used in real life. It mimicked or it was modeled after his own personality in terms of taking a beat, 
learning to process, slowing down. I mean, in 2019, we don't live that, let alone experience that on a movie screen. And to have that experience really like took me back and made me settle down as well. In real life nowadays, everything moves at a super fast pace. Quick, quick, quick. Snap, snap, snap. And Mr. Rogers at the time was slower than even Sesame Street. Right? My mother always <laughs> says she loved Mr. Rogers, and she didn't like Sesame Street. She found it too fast-paced for little kids, and Mr. Rogers was slow and deliberate. And he pauses in the movie at different points to wait for the person to respond. We don't even do that. We don't listen. As human beings, we don't listen to each other. We're always just trying to think of the next thing we're going to say or the next retort or the next funny response, right? We're never focused in that moment. And Mr. Rogers taught us about the importance of being in the moment. Wow. Focus on where you are. What was the response to the movie from other people who were at the viewing with you? Most people loved it. Most people were very taken by it. Um, one of the questions Ellen asked Mrs. Rogers is, what's your favorite scene? And it's the scene for people, and I'm not ruining it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but for those of you who have seen it, it's where um, the, the um, Lloyd says to his wife, yeah, I'm going to interview Mr. Rogers, and his wife says, Mr. Rogers, and she says, don't ruin my childhood. Right. And <laughs> Mrs. Rogers loves that because it's, it's true, and it, it just exemplifies what he was trying to get across like he's special for people and people really did love the movie except for those who thought it was something else interesting very interesting i saw the movie clearly not in pittsburgh and not amongst first responders or people Uh, who had lived through tree of life i saw it in lynbrook which is (laughs) (laughs) which is its own (laughs) which is its own experience but the but part of my experience was that Everyone of a certain age and and of a younger age as well, because one of my kids has gotten into watching it and he is and yep. And he is in middle school. Um, But we were singing the theme song and we sang the closing song and it's not meant to be a sing along, but you can't. Help. You can't help it. You can't help it. You can't help it. It's and and because it, it also brings you back. And isn't it great to just be brought back to a simpler time, a, a more patient time, a less complicated time at some point in your day? It was a beautiful thing. Now I want to ask you. So you brought your child. I brought I brought three of my kids actually. Okay. How old were they? Uh I have two who are in middle school and one who's in elementary school. Though I mean I shouldn't say that. Those are the three kids I brought. Two in middle Those school are the three and one. Yeah. And did they like the movie? Ah, excellent question. Not only did they like the movie, but two of them were expressing on their way home that they felt different. And for the rest of the night, and I don't care if it only lasted one night, but for the rest of the night, they they were like actually behaving differently and speaking to each other differently and and being just so much more cordial and it's not that my kids are necessarily rude or different from anyone else's kids and the fact that we all have to parent our kids and and show them and model for them the right way to behave but in this case they saw it on screen and even though the movie is at a some semi-glacial pace or a Mr. Rogers pace so to speak um, they were they were engaged and they were calm and I thought we were going to come out of there and especially my younger one was going to be all like all right you know what are we doing next you know this is whatever and they're like well we f- we feel different and I and I made, that's important yeah it made me think it, re- it reminded me first of all the importance of movie and the importance of television and how all of those mediums 
can be used for good. But mm-hmm. also it, it sort of reassured me that, yeah, the kid of the 70s that I was is still in there. <laughs> you know, you, yes. can, you can slow your kids down not only on Shabbos. You can. And it's a beautiful lesson to learn. Correct. For people to realize. It was really. You can bring your kids to this movie and not feel bad about it. Oh, 100%. And actually, you can you can feel good about it. Right. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Stephanie Small joins us this morning. She, again, is the um, Director of Clinical and Senior Services at the JFCS in Pittsburgh. Um, we, we've had a number of great connections and conversations with Stephanie, and um, I, I always look forward to speaking to her both on and off the air. There is um, a real tikkun olam um, angle to Mr. Rogers. There's this idea of of us needing to rehabilitate and heal the world and fix the world. And it's actually a phrase that he himself uses in a post 9-11 appearance with um, uh, post 9-11 appearance in which he talks about, even though he's a Protestant minister, he was an ordained mm-hmm. Protestant minister, he uses the, the words tikkun olam in what we need to do as a people for for you know, for humanity. Not right, just for, for each other. Right. Not just for each other, but for the sake of humanity. And I found in this movie so many of those similar tenets, those similar feelings that that so much of of what he is doing is is not only, unfortunately, common sense that is not so common, right, but also right. just religious. But he doesn't approach it from a religious manner. He approaches it from this Tikkun Olam, humanity needs to be fixed manner. Did you feel the same way from the movie? Or is it me, in your opinion, like my interaction overall with being a Mr. Rogers kid? I think it's an overall kind of feeling. The, what he showed in the movie was tikkun olam in a way that was a one-by-one-by-one by one by one effect. And it's a good lesson for us to remember that, you know, when you, when you think about tikkun olam, it doesn't have to be grand gestures. It can be affecting one person at a time, and then it becomes the pay-it-forward method. So you kind of... If you, if you didn't know, if you were an alien and you came in and you'd never heard of Mr. Rogers, you would come in and you might take that, you might not. But you couldn't go as a blank slate. You had to bring your history there. Mm. And so you, you were able to find it in ways that other people might not have. And are you meeting people or did you meet people that night at the screening who were not Mr. Rogers people? Or because you saw it in Squirrel Hill, even if you didn't grow up in the 70s, you still knew what it was all about? You knew what it was all about. So uh, There was no one in that room who didn't know Mr. Rogers, know of him, or watch him. Everybody was super excited because it was Mr. Rogers. You, it, we take Mr. Rogers very seriously here. Well, I, and I don't blame you. And, I, and, it's a source, <laughs> and it's a source of pride, which, you know, post, yeah. post 1027 is also one of the reasons that for you, for you as residents, you know, I, I'm not saying anything that nobody doesn't know. It was such a sucker punch because this, oh. to, to the Squirrel Hill community, to have this terrible massacre in your backyard, in his backyard, because this, Mr. Rogers is what you're about, not hate. Not hate, right. Not hate crimes. Pittsburgh, Mr. Rogers exemplifies the spirit of Pittsburgh, the, the spirit of Squirrel Hill. It's the kind of place where if you trip on the street, six people run to pick you up. It, it's just a, a, such a caring, caring place. And he really brought that to everybody. There's not a person here, well, maybe a handful of people who, are, who, who did not feel Mr. Rogers was the, the, the person you wanted to be. 
and, and his wife has said, you don't call him a saint. He was still a human being. Right. But hold him up to be what we want to be, that role model. Right. And I think that it's important to note that his... Um, that the that the importance of religion in his life. I mean, we talk. He talks mm-hmm. in the movie uh, that he prays on a daily basis and he prays for people by name. When I heard that part, it reminded me of how in Shul on Shabbos we say a mishaber, we say a prayer for the sick, and we mention them by name. And depending on your Shul, depending on you know, frankly, how many people there are that need to be mentioned, there are uh, plenty of you know, there are plenty of services where each where the gabai says each name out loud, or like we do in the Young Israel of Woodmere, each person says their the names of their sick person individually. And right. and that to me was like, w- w- there was such resonance for me in that moment because, because that's what we do. And so I saw that kind of spirituality through the movie, and I'm wondering how many people felt that, spiritual, that spiritual connection as well. I'm thinking most people can feel it. He just, he exudes it in, in, a, in a not God-like religion manner, but in that spirituality piece. He just exudes peace in so many ways. And one thing to note is, so that Saturday night on October 27th last year, there was that massive vigil in the heart of Squirrel Hill. Right. That vigil was held in front of the Sixth Presbyterian Church. That happens to be on the corner of Forbes and Murray. That was Mr. Rogers' church. Wow. And so people, and people realized it, and people reached out for it. And, and the helper's quote that is everywhere, it just brings that back to everybody. Always look to the helpers. Is this a and movie that will, is this a movie that'll be timeless? Is this an evergreen movie for, in terms of its message and what it can give back to the community and give to people in 2019? I think so. We don't have enough feel-good movies, and this is one of them. This is one of them. And frankly, Tom Hanks needs an Oscar. Yeah, my gosh, right? It's not to be believed. I mean, how many times did you look at that screen and forget that that wasn't Fred Rogers? There's one scene where they're sitting in the restaurant and he looks at the (gasps) camera because he wants them to take that moment. And he looks at the camera and he's looking and he's looking and he's looking at you. Right. And you know he's looking at you, the viewer. He like breaks that fourth wall for that moment, and he is looking at you, and you feel it. Don't tell me you didn't feel it. I know you felt it. I, I not only did I feel it, but I'm so happy you mentioned that scene because, to in my opinion, that is the pivotal moment in this entire movie. And there are so many important. I mean, as a New Yorker, the subway scene when everyone's singing oh, the theme it. song, of course. And there's not a doubt in my mind that that happened. Of course, that it happened. Did. Of mm-hmm. course, Mr. Rogers was taking the subway, and everyone broke out in the theme song. Of course they did. But that moment when he and Lloyd are sitting in the restaurant and the entire place is silent and Mr. Rogers is looking in that camera and yeah, you feel his eyes going through you. That to me was the most pivotal moment in the movie. It was there. Yep. It was there. It certainly, certainly was. Stephanie Small. And that was also the Easter eggs. The Easter eggs. Joanne Rogers was in that scene. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Unbelievable. I still can't get over the fact that you were hugged by her. I'm, I'm, I was hugged by her. I know. I, it's a total, I'm so jealous, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Stephanie Small from Pittsburgh, the JFCS. You can get more information about everything that goes on in Pittsburgh and and um, and services that are available at the JFCS by contacting them and by checking out their website. What's the website for the JFCS? JFCSPGH.org. Right, PGH for Pittsburgh. JFCSPGH.org. Dot org. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me. I can't wait to speak to you again soon. This was a really wonderful conversation, and I truly appreciate I, I truly appreciate the angle 
from Pittsburgh that you've brought to this conversation. So thank you. Happy to provide it anytime. You got it. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And the afternoon continues with a full day of programming. Live Lunch hosted by Nachum Siegel begins in just a few moments. Throwback Thursday at 1 p.m. And today, actually, the encore of JM Rewind is being trumped by the by by Pittsburgh, correct? We are encoring the show for that we did from Pittsburgh just a couple of weeks ago on the one-year anniversary of the yard site of the Tree of Life Massacre. So actually, this brings the entire program together. That is for sure. Tomorrow morning, join Nahum as he hosts JM and... Oh, sorry, forgot. The Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zami begins today at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Tomorrow morning, join Nahum as he hosts JM and the AM from 6 to 9 in the morning. At the conclusion of JM and the AM, join Naomi for table for two. And then stay tuned. It's a short Friday. That means only that Shabbos is starting earlier and earlier, not that there isn't actually still 24 hours in a Friday. It's just Jewish talk for Shabbos is early. It's a short Friday, so make sure to go until candlelighting with the encore of the Erev Shabbos music mix and then the Kedem Erev Shabbos music mix. The Erev Shabbos show and the Kedem Erev Shabbos music mix up until candlelighting here in the New York area, which is sometime after 4 o'clock. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Monday Shabbos. Matas hosts JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We're closing today with Up Like a Lion. It's Arya Kunstler's new release. It was debuted this week on JM in the AM. We had him join Nahum twice this week, and I cannot get enough of this song. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Don't you know that there is a fire?